Hello, and welcome back to our Echo Chicago podcast. Today's episode is the final in our three-part run, Echo Chicago and AmeriCare's Partnering for Mental Health Care, where we focus on the unique series that we have run in partnership with AmeriCare's, specifically for free and charitable clinics. In the past two episodes, we've heard from AmeriCare's leadership, co-lead facilitators of the series, and one of the clinics that joined us both for the Behavioral Health Integration and the Serious Mental Illness series. In today's episode, we'll hear from another one of the clinics that joined us for both of these series. I look forward to talking with Chelsea Stevens from Heal the City to learn more about what it was like for their clinic to join us, what changes they were able to make as a result of joining, and how they foresee the future of mental health care in their clinic space. Let's welcome Chelsea to our show. get started, could you just introduce yourself, please? Sure. My name is Chelsea Stevens, and I am the executive director at Hill the City Free Clinic in Amarillo, Texas. Great. And, and Chelsea, we were so happy to have your team join us for both the Behavioral Health Integration Series and then the Serious Mental Illness Series. Um, so let's go back to that first one that you joined. What prompted you all to join us for that uh, Behavioral Health Series? You know, behavioral health has um, continued to escalate as a huge need in our clinic, and we really um, were at a time of, um, I guess, questioning for our clinic and our staff and how to how do we take care of our patients well and provide the quality care that our mission's focused around. And um, seeing the escalation in behavioral health needs really prompted our team to look for um, resources, look for collaboration. And, um, you know, about that time, here comes this amazing opportunity for us to join this series. Um, you know, I think sometimes we get so isolated in silos and departments, right? Whether you're a provider or you're a nurse or you're a counselor. And sometimes we don't have the opportunity to use those skill sets that each of us have and collaborate together and hear from other experts that really prompt good questions and allow time for um, intervention and change. And so that's why we joined it. Um, and that it was an amazing um, opportunity for our clinic. Well, that's good. I'm glad I'm glad it was a positive experience for you all. Um, I know on our end, we really enjoyed having your team participate. Um, and so we were glad to, to see you come back for our serious mental illness mm-hmm. series. So mm-hmm. I'm curious um, why you chose to join us again for that for that new series. Yeah, you know, we had, um, I think what was so great about the way that the collaboration worked in the series was that it was, um, it um, allowed us to have homework almost, (laughs) and so that our team would have to kind of come back together and think, okay, let's use this knowledge that we've been presented with and other clinics and their, you know, what they're doing and how, um, how can we make a change together? So we were having to meet on the side and really think about patient health and come up with um, some goals, you know, on where, where does this fit for our clinic? And so this, this next series were like, man, we had such a success because we had homework and we were able to implement actual changes. Sometimes we get so excited and we have all these ideas, but 
getting them to fruition and creating policies around change is a lot more um, complicated and difficult to do. And so we um, we had such success with cha actual changes in our clinic and patient outcomes that when we saw the SMI series, we were like, oh my gosh, this is great. Let's do this again. And I can't wait to see what we can come up with as a team for this next series. Wonderful. Well, there are a couple of things I want to come back to that you just said. Um, the first is about that team dynamic. It sounds like you were meeting in between sessions, uh, you know, working on those like plan, do, study, act cycles, mm -hmm. doing some, uh, you know, change, making some changes to the clinic. Could you tell me a little bit more about what it was like to join with, with your team together? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our team um, is, we're so busy and the need is so big. Like I said, it's so difficult for us to brainstorm together. And when you have, um, when you have to plan that out and devote time where you can't, you know, block that time with something else, really great things happen. And then when you have expectations of um, making a change to promote patient care in your meeting, um, you know, in preparation for what you're learning and doing, that team approach really allows for us to have um, changed care and improved care for patients. So that team approach to us allowed us to hear different perspectives from different teams that otherwise I feel like we would have made a change maybe, but not taken all of the um, the the players, if you will, into account and how that's going to affect the way that they take you know, care of patients and even the process to get there, um, you know, chronic care and, and health is complicated. And if you don't have an exact process and policy that all of your team members understand and follow, there is going to be breakdown and there is going to be patients that get lost and don't get connected. And so that team approach really allowed us to think through every, you know, detail and all the all the participants that will touch patients and allow um, change in every situation from start to finish at our clinic. So that team approach, I think, really instigated um, proper change and included everybody in the buy-in. And if you if you don't have your staff to buy in on change, it's really difficult to do that. And our staff was able to, to buy in and understand how this really is going to um, promote patient care and that um, we can rally around. The other thing that you had mentioned before that I wanted to circle back to is just like the changes that you've been able to make in your clinic as a result of joining. Mm -hmm. uh, some of those things that you maybe discussed in your meetings, ideas mm -hmm. that came from other clinics. Um, so it can be from either series, the BHI series, the SMI series, both. But I'm curious, like, what did your team take away from the series? What changes have you made as a result? Yeah, I would say there was two huge changes that our clinic and um, that approach allowed us to see and do and complete um, was that we really are, um, we started screening every patient for anxiety and depression um, and then had kind of a flow chart, if you will, on what to do with those scores. Um, and then we created even a, a data mechanism to make sure that we were um, setting quality improvement measures that, that, that that was being completed for every patient. So um not only are we now doing that for every patient that we're seeing, we 
are able to allocate the resources to those patients that need it, whether it's a psychiatrist, a counselor, um, you know, whatever that looks like, or, you know, an, um, an access team that can come and see that patient in a, an emergency situation. So that has been huge um, and a change that this last quarter we were at 99% um, completion for that. So that is a huge change in our clinic um, that that um, was established after the series. The second thing that we did that was has been really amazing with our clinic is um, when patients talk about hurting themselves or the intent to, to harm themselves, we had um, this SMI series allowed us to have an action plan in place so that there, there was no doubt that we had an action plan for that patient before they left our building on the next step. So, you know, um, we would we had initiated a protocol to call in a nurse that would perform a series of questions. And then from that, it was, um, you know, an access team, the counselor, um, transportation to an offsite to be assessed for that so that we knew we um, were not leaving patients without access to care or dealing with situations that um, we felt uncomfortable with them leaving our building. So both of those um, were huge in allowing us to make sure patients received every service that they needed, whether it was for, you know, behavioral health, physical health, um, we were able to, to complete those. I just, I love getting to hear about it, you know, getting to see the changes that you all are making as the series are going on, the questions that you're asking, the cases you're presenting, the PDSAs that you're presenting. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really cool to be able to hear what the outcomes have been too. It's an ongoing process, right? To see um, how, to, how to increase mental health care, how to mm -hmm. um, add more things in, you know? And so I'm curious, what are the next steps now that you've made these, these big changes? besides serving as the executive director, I'm a family nurse practitioner. And so one of the beautiful things that this series allowed us to do was for me to take those slides and education and meet with the other nurse practitioners. And so that, um, you know, training and staying current with practices and these situations that we were able to learn from the slides and presentations, that's something that we took in, you know, took to the staff that was also seeing patients that were unable to participate. I think the other thing that we have done is just ensure that those changes um, are accurate and that we're seeing change um, in our policies and procedures. So we're measuring those outcomes and making sure that those that we're all staying current on exactly what to do in those situations. I think that you can implement change, but if you're not monitoring that it's being completed, then you know that can be challenging and you can fall back into old ways if, if you're not measuring those things. Um, I think the other thing is that our clinic has done since these two is really looked at the community, you know, sometimes we forget we're not in this alone and how um, can other agencies in our community, how can we play a role to help each other? And so this series really, you know, had some great suggestions about, well, have you looked into this resource or, um, you know, you know, other agencies or, or clinics even on what they're doing. And so I think that's something that we're constantly looking at on how to continue to implement changes, but monitor the ones that we have. Well, I'm excited to hear where it all goes. And I hope you keep us posted about what your clinic is doing and, and the incredible ways that you're impacting all of your patients. 
Absolutely. And thank you guys so much for, for doing these for, for clinics. It's imperative for us, I think, to continue to be better and to, you know, to really discuss things that are so pertinent and that are um, overwhelming and, and really um, we're seeing in practice that are as, as escalating. So thank you for, for taking the time to, to help clinics like ours. We, we really appreciate it. Thank you again to Chelsea and the entire team from Heal the City for joining us for the series and to Chelsea for sharing your stories today. It was such a joy to have you as part of both the Behavioral Health Integration and the Serious Mental Illness for Free and Charitable Clinics series. And we know that your team will continue to do great work in the mental health space moving forward. We appreciate everybody listening today for tuning in and hope that you've been able to join us for all three episodes in this series. We'll be back next month with a blog post and more podcasts in 2023. We hope you'll join us then.